1: And Mm -hmm. then
0: while that's counting down, you know, people can hear us, but they can't see us. It's a little
1: behind-the-scenes chatter or whatever. (laughs) They get to sometimes look into it. Sometimes it shows up on the feed, right? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, you know, because you
0: know how it is. Sometimes some of the sites don't connect right away.
1: Yeah, it takes um, a little while.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I just put a little counter, but I always leave the audio there in case we ever say something funny or chatter. There's just some interesting behind if you catch something
1: thing. organic yeah
0: yeah exactly i like it. And, it and it gives me a minute to make sure my guests put their fucking clothes back on because we're about to, <laughs> we're about to be seen so john let's get some fucking clothes on here we go
1: i got my i got my pants on yeah good
0: <laughs> all right here we go and we're live everyone can see us now what's up <laughs> so yeah how's this, it going good good yeah so this is cyberpunk uncensored I am Rob Mulligan, and today is a special episode because I'm not just recording it for the podcast. I'm also streaming live on Mulligan Live on YouTube, which is the channel I usually stream my live gameplay. But um, one thing I'm starting to do is some live interviews that I'll then use for the podcast, as well as um, a sort of ongoing series that I'm going to start that I'll talk to you about in a minute too. Because I want, I want to see if you want to get involved a little bit for fun, um, but. But yeah, before I get going, let me introduce my guest today. I have a special guest, John Amir, A.K.A. John John the
1: Wise. Um, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Rob? Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Hello, everybody on Cyberpunk Uncensored. Hello. Hell
0: yeah, yeah. And anybody that doesn't know, uh, John John the Wise has a YouTube channel, a podcast. You know, he's on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. But how I know him is because, you know. And first, let me say I'm a big fan. You know, I met you because you're a GM of Cyberpunk, and I fucking love Cyberpunk. And you let me play when you were doing the 2020 Red Hybrid. Same, dude. Yeah. Same.
1: Love Cyberpunk. Hell yeah.
0: And um and so, anyways, like I'm a fan because I watch your show. I love you GMing. I love the gameplay. Um, I watch it all the time. Like I'm excited to check out the new uh one. I think you just posted today or last night or something using yeah name.
1: yeah it was part four of our cyberpunk red adventure with the wise guys which was like an accidental name it just it was just there you know hell yeah no
0: i love it i love it i watched all the old ones you know and i got all up today i think when i first hit you up when you were posting about running games for the public and you're like hey if anybody wants to play i hit you up i was like oh shit you know i like i watch all your your uh, gameplay and stuff and like i saw it as a cool opportunity and then you just let me in to play and um and aside from being a fan of of You know, you as a GM and cyberpunk and all all that great stuff. I like you as a person. And let me explain. (laughs) explain Thanks, man. I like you, too. Well, let me explain that a little bit, Um, because, you know, when I first saw you online, obviously it was as a GM, you were doing all the cyberpunk stuff. So I instantly liked it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I can get into this. But then once I started getting back into it myself, because not just a player, but a GM, and I wanted to get back into streaming, I wanted yeah. to get a podcast going again, and um, and when I started getting back into it, I hit you up, not on a game level or anything like yeah, that, no. just a, Yeah, just as a person. I was like, man, you know, I'm trying to get back into it. Here's what I'm trying to do. This is kind of what I was using and doing, but I see you're doing this, and is there a better way? And, and I mean, you were just so communicative and open and, and just really friendly And you were just, you know, instantly started, you know, giving me advice and tips and a little bit of guidance on the best way to kind of pull things off. You're like, don't use that site. Check this one out, you know. And it it was just, it was really cool. You were just honestly a nice dude. And that was aside from, you know, me liking you as a GM and your gameplay and the way that you do all that shit. Yeah, man.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, thank you so much for the support and all the kind things you said. I'm a fan of your stuff too. And to be honest with you, man, there's enough room for everybody to create and anybody who is close-minded and close themselves off to people, they're really just gonna just gonna be alone in the end. That's what happens. You don't make connections with people, you don't you don't learn, you don't become better. You know, I've I learn things from everybody. I help people, they help me, and we just become better at what we do. And also, I kind of saw this uh, I saw this thing going on where like cyberpunk wasn't really on the map. You know what I mean? And just a little bit of history. I grew up playing Cyberpunk in the early 2000s. My best friend, Arnog, he said, uh, I I told him, like, hey, I want to play, like, some role-playing games. I heard of Dungeons & Dragons or, you know, can you tell me something about that? I didn't know. I I just knew that there was, like, acting involved. And, like, I always liked, you know, uh, what do you call it? Just acting. I just like doing it for fun, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and I love role-playing, and I love writing, and I love all that stuff. So I was like, it sounds like something I'd like. And for the longest time, I was suppressing that like nerd inside of me. <laughs> yeah, Because I just wanted to be accepted around the circle of friends that I had, and around the school that I went to, and people around me. And so I suppressed the things that I liked, like video games, and RPGs, and all kinds of stuff like that, because that's not what was cool.
0: And isn't that funny how back then... You know, maybe dating us a little bit that we're not the young bucks we used to or whatever. But I know. back then, like, you know, being a geek and a nerd, like, I used to get straight A's. I had an academic scholarship. Like, I was into that. I, I love nerdy shit. And, like, you know, you, you got made fun of. You got kind of beat up and fucked with. And, like, now it's like geek culture and nerd stuff is just like that's what's up. I mean, everybody yeah. loves it. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's, it's crazy. It's like a crazy shift that people love that stuff now. Yeah. And you don't have to be ashamed of any of that stuff, even when you're a kid. Like, going to school, kids all play Fortnite, and yeah, and they understand that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? So, it's like a different world from where we grew up. For me, it was like, you got to be smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, hanging out <laughs> with, uh, that's it, that's all we did. We just, like, hung out, smoked weed, and smoked cigarettes, and then went home. There was no room for role-playing, that stuff yeah. was lame, <laughs> you know? So, anyway, I was just, that part of me, finally, I kind of wanted to break free from that, and And check it out. And my buddy Arnog, he's been my friend for years. This guy, we have a crazy history. But he's the only one that I thought maybe he would know about it. And he goes like, Dungeons & Dragons, all right, come to my house. (laughs) So I went to his house. And we sat in his room. And he said, listen, John, Dungeons & Dragons are for pussies. Okay? (laughs) And then he's like, this is a real RPG. And he pulls out Cyberpunk 2020. And I'm like, what is this? There's a guy on the cover with a gun in his hand. And there's like a crazy like uh, Countach like Lambo in the back with like a girl standing next to it. And, and he, he had goes, all this... Like the
0: cybernetic inner yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, that,
1: the... that cover, dude. Yeah, that cover belt. is so oh, sick, man. Yeah, it's yeah. iconic. Iconic cover on Cyberpunk 2020. And I looked at it and I was like, well, it, this all like checks all the boxes of the shit that, that I think is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like sick car, guns, futuristic shit. His eyes look crazy, you know. Yeah. So I was like, all right, what is this? Uh, so he told me about the different roles. The first character I made was a solo And he just showed me how it works. And then I was like, okay, let's go deeper into this. And the next character I made was uh, a cop. And he made this entire campaign, one-on-one campaign, with a brand new person. I had no idea how to do anything. So I was just going by what he says. There was no, like, uh, forums or Google or Wikipedia to give me any kind of info, dude. So he's like, yeah, let me just... uh, Let me just teach you how to play the game. So whatever. I made a cop. I decided let's do like a whole dirty corrupt cop campaign. Like I'm corrupt. The whole department's corrupt. I have partners that are corrupt. And then later on we added new players to the game. And those people were corrupt cops too. So we were (laughs) all just corrupt cops. We are going around like in places. People were calling us pig. We're flashing money, paying gangsters, stuff like that. It was crazy. Nice. So, that's when I got a taste of, like, wow, this game is for real, you know? Oh, yeah. And Arnog taught me that there's a, there's a way to have fun creatively that isn't video games. It's totally different. It's nothing that I'd ever seen before. And it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. We played Rifts later. I Later on, I was the GM. We did a whole, like, dude, we went on Craigslist. I went on Craigslist, I should say. <laughs> to look for a gaming group. It was the biggest mistake I ever made, dude. <laughs> biggest mistake. I found a group of people. We went to their house. I got pink eye. It was bad, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was just a bad situation. But anyway, we we went on this journey, and then I kind of stopped role-playing. I started playing video games, and I just put it down. You know, I got away from it. Then out of nowhere, I see this commercial from CD Projekt Red that they're making Cyberpunk 2077 and I was like what the hell that one game that I played back in the early 2000s that I had such a good time with right and that nobody knew what it was and and they're going to make a game about it so it lit a fire in me to like get back into it because I remembered how much fun I had then oh yeah you know what I mean so so I went online and I went on YouTube and I typed Cyberpunk 2020 character creation nothing Google, nothing. And, like, there's one from Artelsorian. There's, like, two, three videos out there. Nothing really. Seth Skorkowski did, like, one video. And I realized, like, dude, no one's making anything about this game. And the video game's going to be coming out. People are going to have interest. Then, you know, I kind of, I know about the game, so why not? Let me do this. I was already, like, Twitch streaming at the time, and I was looking for something else to do to have fun because I completely hated Twitch streaming at the end. Hmm. Towards the end it just like was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, That's how it, it felt.
0: It, yeah, didn't you say it kind of started feeling like a job or something? I think I talked to you about that at one point or something. It just
1: like, wasn't fun, dude. Yeah, it was yeah. not fun. I was not having fun. I would be frustrated at the end of the day <laughs> and then my poor wife has to deal with my stupid like shit face all day. Right. You <laughs> know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. And it was just too much. And then, you know, I had a kid and I definitely was like, I'm never streaming again. I have a kid now. So I don't even want to. I didn't even want to do it. So I was looking for something else to do. And that's when that cyberpunk stuff came up. And I said, shit, why don't I just do it? Why don't I just do YouTube videos? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. But I've seen other people like Seth Skorkowski, how to be a great GM, um, and some other people taking 20. I can name more. I just don't remember them off the top of my head. But yeah they all inspired me and I liked their videos and they had really good videos for game masters. And cause you know, I wanted to be better at being a game master too. I'm getting back into the hobby before yeah. any of this YouTube stuff. So I was like, I went like balls deep dude with all this like cyberpunk stuff or GM stuff, how to be a good GM, how to take good notes, how to make stories and stuff like that. And I listened to one of your past uh, episodes. You talk about how you love the writing process right mm-hmm. like the creation process oh, yeah. and stuff like that and that's pretty much how i thought you're supposed to play i've never played a module in my life i'm not saying that right. we shouldn't you know there's people that love modules and and pre-made adventures and stuff yeah I've and there's a whole business that too. that's funny yeah <laughs> and it, there's a whole business behind we're in the minority dude
0: oh i know most no, but people see, for me i think i think i'm like you and i've heard you say this too um, you know i love Coming up with the idea, and keep in mind, like one thing with Cyberpunk Uncensored, I'm going to be doing a series about GM tips, and I want to have yeah. you on a campaign building uh, episode because I have an ongoing campaign building thing I'm, I'm putting out. Yeah, dude, I could literally sit down but, and um, talk
1: about that for hours.
0: Hell yeah, no, I want I want you to get down with that, but um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm I like making the outline, coming up with the, the story, the idea, without getting into too much detail. You know, I go through my process, whatever, but I love. Improvising and seeing what the players end up doing because you know how it is. As much as you plan, shit shit is going to change when the players start playing because they have their own mind and they're you know it's an open world. Um, So I'm with you. That's what makes it fun. Modules are cool, but I'm 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 definitely way more like you know original content. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. So my buddy Arnog, he's that type anyway. Like all the corporations he came up with, all the gangs he came up with, all the plot and everything. He didn't, you know, he had inspiration from things that like movies and stuff that he's seen, but he didn't take from any book or anything like that. And keep in mind this is the person introducing me to playing tabletop RPG, so I didn't even know there was any other way to do it. Yeah. And in fact when I found out I told him about it and he's like what? Modules? He didn't even know.
0: Oh wow.
1: <laughs> that was like 2 years ago I told him that. Well
0: think about it. like back then like you said there was no Google, social media shit like that. like if you didn't yeah. you know somebody didn't tell you or you didn't come across it or happen to see one of the I guess there there wasn't really even ads for that, you know, on TV or billboards. Yeah. No, I mean, you no. You just wouldn't know. You wouldn't know things, you know? You <laughs> would only
1: know if you were, like, part of a group, you went to a gaming shop, and, like, yeah. you were deep into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but totally. But with, like, Discord and fa- Facebook groups and all this stuff that we have now, it's so much easier to find all that information and get connected. Like, on our Discord, on the one that we have, that it's I see it all the time people come in they they've never heard of cyberpunk they just want to try it out and we help them build campaigns and find games to play and you're one of the people that joined my cyberpunk on the spot games yeah and we had a blast dude playing together it was awesome
0: oh yeah no definitely and let me add like anybody watching um yeah this is live so definitely join the chat if you've got questions for us or John you know and I'm, I'll hit up the chat in a bit and I'll, I'll try to catch up but we're also yeah. posting this on the podcast and um and so like you know this is it's live but it's also going to be archived so anybody watching join in and you know have fun with us join but, in yeah exactly but um but no i think that uh you know that was definitely one way that i met you was getting into the gaming i wanted to kind of bring that up too before we dive into cyberpunk red cuz i do want to talk about that i want to talk yeah. about the gaming that i was doing with you um but before that the discord let's mention that just real quick cuz you did bring mm-hmm. that up it's like one of the few, if not like two, other than our Talsorian games, that's like just great for cyberpunk content. Is your Discord channel? I, I think I only belong to yours and our Talsorians. I've checked out other ones, and it's just, I mean, it's awesome, man! Great fucking yeah. job on that. So Thank anybody you. watching, look that up too and join. Give it what's give it a plug so they can find. Uh,
1: it. You can find the Discord on all the links in my on my Twitter, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and my podcast. You'll see it in the descriptions. The Discord link is there. It's easy to find. You just have oh, to yeah. go to the descriptions and stuff like that. Yeah, and but basically that,
0: that logo up in the corner over there above them, it's John John the Wise. That's how you can find him on YouTube. You know, yeah, on you can emails, find me you know.
1: everywhere. Just John John the Wise. Oh, yeah. And basically, like it all comes back to the whole thing of starting Cyberpunk and seeing that there was like a hole. You know, there wasn't that much content creation going on, and there still isn't. To be honest, I think this whole thing is going to get way bigger once the game comes out. Oh yeah, but. back then it was like completely dry so it was an opportunity for me to be like all right let me connect with people the same way you're doing right now the exact thing you're doing right now and i just went out reached out to people and they showed some kind of interest and i said hey you're you're cool i'm cool let's be friends and that's what i did to many people hsg david high shelf gaming uh luke and even the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, community podcast people, like Last Known Meal and uh, Neon Arcade, Mad Queen, all those people, I'm cool with them <clears throat> because there was, like I said, there was a hole, and I realized that there wasn't a fan made community. There was the Artel Sorian Discord, but there wasn't a fan made one. Yeah, and I decided with David and Luke the Goon to get together and I said, hey, let's start a Discord together and let's make sure that we help anyone that wants to play Cyberpunk. We help them as much as we can. Help them find a game, help them find what books to read, what books to buy, how to construct their campaign. And that was the entire like reason for the Discord. It was going to be a public one. Anybody can join and we just want to help people. Oh, yeah. So we wanted to start this community with positivity that's the whole idea of it i just wanted to make sure that it starts from a good place and and if i'm there i know that it will because i'm going to make sure it does and i surrounded myself with people that felt the same way we don't gatekeep anybody else that came in and was like a content creator we uplift them you know we don't say like hey don't promote here you're not allowed to promote. no we're like yeah dude promote here that's why we're here we want to see like new stuff you know what and I mean? I
0: see, I see a lot of that in Cyberpunk too. I've talked about that in previous episodes. I get a lot more support in the cyberpunk community comparatively to other industries that I work in, whether it be music or filmmaking or whatever. You know, like you just said, you might promote something you have going on in a group, Ron, and they'll you know, admins will just shut it down because that's a group for them to promote their shit and that's it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And there's definitely like a gatekeeper thing going on in a lot of industries. There's a lot of like elite where it's not just passionate and opinionated, it's like fucking you're wrong, I'm right sort of shit, you know? Yeah. And, like, I, I I hate that vibe. It's so negative and it's so toxic. and And, it is. and, and I just, I love cyberpunk and I'm passionate about it and I want to have fun with it. I don't want to have anything toxic about it. And that's why I was so glad to come across your videos, what you're doing, meet you, get involved with the Discord and, you know, kind of get started um, in... The community that is just embracing and you know shares stuff and is just supportive—it feels really good, and I like that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, it was—it's because that positivity is infectious. I made—I started making videos. I posted it. I, I asked Jay Gray at Artel Saurians Discord. I was like, "Hey, Jay, can I post videos that I make here?" And he said, "Yeah, please do." He said, "Please do," you know, not even just like go ahead. Yeah. Now, I you know? love
0: Jay's attitude too, because he's so like supportive of the community and just like I don't know, he's just you, you never get an attitude from him, or whatever. He's just always on and always yeah. nice.
1: <laughs> like it's he's, awesome. He has to deal with a lot, dude. He has to deal with a lot and he has a lot of responsibilities. He's doing a good job, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he gave me that opportunity. I did that. I posted and I got so much positivity from people. Oh man, this is awesome. I've always wanted to have a video like this. That, you know, the role breakdown videos that I started, I was like, let me start with the solo. i got to make a solo video. There isn't a solo character creation video on YouTube. There wasn't at the time. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing that. And I got all kinds of positivity and people were like, we want more, we want more. And I'm like, well, I got more shit to talk about. I love this game. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, oh, that's someone's what list-
0: I, Someone's listening. Oh, don't get me fucking I know. started about that. For real. That's what it was. <laughs> it was
1: like I was like, I think people might care about this in the future. But then I realized, like, oh, no, there's a bunch of people that care about it right now.
0: Well, like you said, there was a uh, you know, there was just a lacking in that niche or whatever of the genre of role playing games. Like, obviously, D&D is dominating. It's huge. It's the godfather of RPGs mm-hmm. when it comes to that. But you know, Cyberpunk is it's, it's its own beast, and I do feel like, like you said, there just wasn't enough uh, digital supporter push on it. Um, yeah. So it was and just, I believe, I mean, it was and you know what?
1: And I believe that they deserved it well, because totally. I was like, DnD deserves it, and they have it. They have everybody doing videos and and stuff like that for them. DnD has all the support it needs, but Cyberpunk deserves it and if i'm one of the first people to do it then cool man it was an opportunity that was there Hell yeah. that i can enjoy and i'm still having fun that's the point like oh yeah i'm making videos on the regular and i'm having fun so that means that this is something that i can do you know what i mean
0: and i enjoy them i still watch them i love the gameplay and the other videos you do it's awesome cuz you know i love cyberpunk and it's it's great that because um, I'll watch other GM things and other videos, like like you said, you know, and get tips, advice. And I, I just enjoy that sort of stuff. But yeah, I love what it. I really love about what you're doing is it's cyberpunk specific. You know, it's very fucking yep. laser pointed on that game and everything about that genre and that, you know, vibe. And I just, I, I love it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so much to talk about just in the game itself that I can just focus on that. And there's people that talk about lore and stuff like that, but they're not really into the tabletop game so i know that i'm separated from all of them because i like the tabletop game except for like you and other people too we're all separated from like the 2077 people and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i think people appreciate that because they're interested in 2020 red and and whatever else in between
0: oh definitely and i think um you know how do you feel about the 2077 game you know bringing such a I don't know spotlight towards cyberpunk in general and how do you think that's going to help the the role playing game
1: oh I think it's it's monumental dude it's going to change everything about the role playing game it people are especially if the game is really good and it seems that it's supposed to be that way. I don't wanna get burned. I've been burned before by <laughs> like, you know, putting my heart and soul into something and then it comes out and it, it doesn't deliver. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm like I'm like, I'll just wait till it comes out before I say anything about it. But if it is supposed to be what everybody says it's supposed to be, then people are gonna be like, Man, I wanna know more. I gotta know more. I gotta feel more. There's a role playing game behind this. Well, right. I like D, so why not just give this shit a shot? you know exactly
0: exactly no and i also feel like one thing that's making it so hype and that why people love it is it's it's one of those open world video games it's not just a you know there's different styles of video games that people like of genres and open world is one of the more popular styles of video game creation and i feel like at least a percentage of that which is i mean even just a small percentage of that 2077 fan base is going to be huge but i do believe like a good chunk of those people that love that open world shit are going to go Wait a minute. Okay, so the tabletop role playing like that's an ultimate open world. I mean, yeah. you can whatever you think of, you can create, you know? But it does take yeah, a no, certain if, fan base that can have that creative mind to get into that it is different than a video game obviously.
1: Yeah, 100%. And if they've never played, actually you're right. I've seen a lot of people that are like I've never played role playing games and I like Cyberpunk and if I'm going to play one, I'd rather do this than kill dragons, you know? Right. And I get that. I totally get that. So yeah. It's it we don't know what's gonna happen. Um, you know, I don't like to get my hopes up about stuff like that. Instead, I just focus on the present because I'm already I'm having fun making content, whether I get ten thousand views, a hundred thousand, or whatever views I'm getting now, I'm still having fun. And yeah. that's what's important.
0: Hell yeah. So let's go so I think I got a good feeling for the history of how you got into cyberpunk and how it came and your friend, you know, your friend getting you into it and building up and then filling the the gap and the kind of, you know, the the need, the supply and demand, so, so to speak, of the cyberpunk content. I think that's great, you know, and I'm a fan. But let's get into Cyberpunk Red, because you were one of the few initially, because, you know, I got a copy of the Cyberpunk Red later in the game by kind of asking and begging, and, like, luckily yep. he dug what we were doing. He was nice enough to break his rule and let me in on the exclusive Yeah, that club. was really cool, man. Yeah. Jay's awesome. But you were definitely one of the first in the group to kind of rock that shit, and uh, that's that's when I first, like, started hearing that there was a beta out uh, for people to test. And, um, and yeah, I just want to talk about that, because... You know, we can we can chat about it. We can't obviously read the details from the book. We know the rules of what it is. But yeah. um but there are certain things that have been talked about and that we can. So I just kinda wanted to pick your brain a little. What are your favorite fucking changes that they've made going from twenty twenty to red? Other
1: than everything, what do you what do you <laughs> you know, Bro, what specific I mean, is your favorites? I mean, to be honest with you, I wish I could talk about red like openly. I, I wish know, we could I just know. sit here and say everything that we want to say and I wish I can ask questions not because I didn't like it but because I like it. I'm obsessed. I'm like obsessed with this new system that they have and combat is so fun, man. It's the funnest part of the game and that's like the least important thing in a role-playing game in like the history of my life. I always okay. never gave a shit about combat. I always thought that you know, combat was just there so we can scratch that itch of rolling dice and and feeling like we're doing something. But the fun is in the role play. Yeah, like you, you got to get into that place. You're not supposed to be there, and people are looking for you. Good luck, figure it out. That's that's the fun for me. You know? Oh yeah. Being being creative, talking to people. You know, making your way inside, saying the right things, and next thing you know, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. But. With red, it kind of changed. All not changed it, but it now I like both aspects. I love the combat part. I'm not afraid to just get into combat because it's so fun and it's streamlined. But I, you know, it it's just super streamlined. Easier. It's so it's so much simpler, and not in a bad way. Not too simple that you don't have a lot of options. In fact, you have so many more options now for things that you can do and be creative with, and. It's perfect for tabletop gaming if you have, like, miniatures with terrain and stuff like that. You're going to love it, man. You guys are going to love that. People on – we've been having a blast with Roll20. I've been using maps. Fine. You've been using maps. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's been such a blast doing that. I mean, that. so the combat. What about you? What's What's one of your favorite well, parts?
0: Like you said, combat. I love the way that they streamlined combat and certain things. Obviously, the net running. Now all oh, of a sudden, f- now I, I can now I can GM net runners and, and feel good about it. You know oh
1: what my I mean? God. I love net running, dude. Yeah, I love net it's running.
0: It's fun now. And uh, but but I think my favorite out of everything, and there is so much to unwrap. There, I'm like you. I wish we could talk about it. You know, when yeah. if, when it comes out, I'm sure me and you we need to get together again with like a couple other GMS and do different videos on each other's channels, just fucking talking. You know? Oh yeah, but, no, um, dude, we'll have so much to say. Oh, I, but my, I think my my ultimate favorite thing. Is what they did with uh, not just individual role life paths, but role skills. So like, mm-hmm. I, it, it's kind of two things there, but it's very role based. I love what they did with individual roles, giving them more depth and more feeling to them. Like like Cyberpunk always had an elaborate life path that I loved. I always thought it was yeah. cool, but um, but now it's like, man, you have all that, and it's cool. But then each role has their own like little things to their life path and, and their career, and then you get into their you know special main, ability. yeah, and even that breaks down into things each one. Like I'm, I really dig that.
1: Yeah, so like in twenty twenty, the biggest issues with special abilities were the idea of them were so good, like just the idea of it, and on some roles it worked perfectly. Obviously, netrunner interface it's easy black and white to figure out solo combat awareness, perfect fit. It works perfectly. But then you get into like the rocker boys and the, the medias and the corpse and, and the fixers, which, you know, all, all four of these that I named could be so powerful that they'll break the game. Right. But they're also so ambiguous that you don't even, you don't really know when you're supposed to use it and you end up not using it you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah so there was an issue there was definitely an issue with that but it was a good idea it just wasn't executed well enough
0: but that's a testament on
1: what a good idea was that people still played it and enjoyed it and understood that it was a good idea it just wasn't executed well enough and then in red without giving away like exactly how they did it they they addressed that idea they were like hey we wanted we had intentions for this thing Let's hash that out better and make it really fun, too. Like, make it something that the characters actually build up to. It's not just something that's there that you can do. It's something important, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, And, like and you that's said, what I, they did. Yeah, and as it goes, it, like, elaborates or whatever, you know? Because, like, without getting into too much detail, like the Rocket yeah. Boy and and the exec, you know, how they'll have, like, their ability. It fits within different i don't know paradigms you can fine tune it and, you then have as you, and then as you grow those options kind of grow within that chart like it's just really cool i think i feel like yeah. red streamlined and simplified parts that really fucking needed it and then they yeah. expanded and elaborated on parts where it's like fucking really appreciated and like really cool
1: <laughs> yeah and and uh dude shout out to james hutt the mayor of Apparently. A lot of the, like, rules rules, the hardcore rules, the crunching and stuff like that, he helped out with stuff like that. And he did a really good job, man. Oh, yeah. Like, the rules are so fun. Yeah. The, for all the grappling, net running, combat, grenades, like, right. all these things that, you know, was kind of ambiguous before, you know exactly how they work. And when you know what tools you have in your toolbox... You feel this like oh, yeah. awesome power that like you can you can take care of any situation because you you know how to use all your tools.
0: Yeah, no, that's well put. So. Well put, man. Um, yeah, and I, I agree a hundred percent. Like I think like what he did, it, you know, the rules are there's there's no ambiguous shit now. It's all very well defined, but it's still simply and simple enough to digest, and yet you know, not complicated, but fine-tuned or done in such a way, like enough detail was thought about or put into it by him to where it's like, you know, so far, like, man, nothing is breaking the game. Everything feels fucking balanced. And like, I don't know, everything feels real. And I mean, it's, it's more dangerous now. That's the thing. Cyberpunk, all that's
1: what made it so good, dude, was that real feeling, you know, like like you could relate to it. If I tell you, oh, you come upon a castle on the hill and there's a dragon flying around it, you're you're not really. It's not real. You're you're playing a game. But if I tell you, you walk up to a nightclub and the bouncer is not about to let you in, that feels more real. Right. I've been bouncers have told me you're not fucking getting in here before. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I know what that feels like. <laughs> no, and totally. that's what I loved about cyberpunk.
0: Yeah, I feel it just it it has that real connection and like you can really get that immersive feeling within the game like you can relate to that character and become that other character way more than other role playing games. And don't get me wrong, like I started with D&D. I still love d and I'll play it, Yeah, but, me too. but playing in GM Cyberpunk number 1, that's my main passion obviously. But um but yeah, it just always felt more real cuz it was like it, it just is. It's more based on our real world society just in a future dark dystopian cybernetic filled, you know, high tech low life version of, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, the, the system and the game is just a suggestion on how you can play your game. But, and that's how I've always seen it. If I want to play a certain type of game, I can pick thousands of systems out there, thousands of RPGs and make it happen. You know what I mean? But cyberpunk, they offered you a suggestion with their system that i felt i've seen so many people connect to including me i just can connect to it so well it's like it hits a nerve that you're like man this feels real this feels like i'm there you know what i mean it's it's hard to explain with cyberpunk and
0: and even in the way that they lay out the rules i i I went over this i think it was in the jay interview stuff or something but like how or maybe it was with with eleanor talking about that and you just kind of said it too and i think all of us see it like In the rules themselves, it won't just be like, here's the rule, here's how you play, go do it like that. It'll be like, you know, here's the rule, but by all means, you know, if you need to bend it to work within your game, or like, you know, here's a list of gangs, but by all means, and in fact, we encourage you, add your own. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, it's always had, like, this very, like, flexible vibe. And then on top of that, it has, like, a weird, wise-ass sort of, like, cocky, like, sassy,
1: I don't know, like, Dark like future human, it has a, it. it has a, it has a. You're not important. Yeah, yeah. You're you're nobody. Don't think you're the shit because as soon as you think you're the shit, you'll be dead.
0: Right, right. And, and that's what so true. It's all
1: about. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that eating that humble pie, you feel it's it sucks having to be humbled like that. To know, like you go and play D and a level one character in D and D is so powerful, dude. Think about it, like, realistically. They shoot fire out of their hands and shit. Level 1, and you're like, dude, that's insane. You know what I mean? In Cyberpunk, you don't start at level 1. You start as a nobody. And (laughs) you don't know if you're in a place. You don't know if you're in danger. You never know if you're safe. And you can't judge someone just by looking at them because they could be completely chromed out under their skin. And that's just fake skin that they have on. And there's absolutely nothing you can do to them. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it leaves you with this sense, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, uh, like, I've had situations where my players, I tell them, like, some guy comes and looks at you in a a weird way. And they're like, yeah, okay, we just keep walking. I'm like, oh, shit, I thought you'd, like, fight him. But I get it. You know, it's it's a cyberpunk. You don't want to just start shit because of a look you know <laughs> what i mean no totally <laughs> and i
0: think like what i what i was going to interject there because you said uh about you know not knowing what to expect like with the bouncer in a situation and i think that's so very fucking cyberpunk too why i love it is compared to other games like the tra- traditional DD, i'll always refer to that because that's the godfather of role-playing games obviously yeah, yeah. but yeah like comparatively like cyberpunk always has like this don't trust anyone everything is corrupt even if you're playing like whatever campaign you're playing i don't care who the gm is you can always assume there's going to be some underlying story a twist to it someone's fucking lying <laughs> you're going to get backstabbed like cyberpunk is always and to me that's very real cuz look at how yeah. life is i mean life is like that it's very cutthroat and people are shady as fuck and like it's like that times 10 and like in the dark future with cybernetics and crazy weapons <laughs> like you know it yeah. just has that that twisted vibe to it i love it
1: that's the that's the grim part that you Think about a world where you literally just can't trust anybody and your life is connected to your job. If you're a corporate, you live in a corporate zone, you have a family, you have kids, you work for this corporation. You have to do whatever they tell you, man, or else you'll just be living out in the wastelands. Right. And then the juxtaposition of that on the other side of the spectrum, there's nomads that are like, all we have is each other. Mm -hmm. That all this other shit, this is an illusion this technology, these cities, Night City, all that shit is bullshit. It's an illusion. The corporations own their lives. Even if they don't work for the corporations, they need their, those corporations. Right. The, the government is not helping people. The government has abandoned us. We All we have is each other. And there's nomad families that started from, like, small military groups that were like, dude, there is no army. Fuck this. Let's get our families hop on these trucks and like go out in the wastelands and just protect our families. Yeah. There's other ones that were just neighbors in a neighborhood and they realize like, yeah, let's all get together. We can trust each other because we're in the same area. And we're this is our new family. And that's why they have that special ability, family. Yeah. Because they're like, family is the most important thing. All that other shit is bullshit. And it's like that in between either both lives are fucked up, dude. Both of their lives are fucked up. And there is no good – there's no, like, good living in cyberpunk. Right. That's what makes it so, like, grim and dark. Yeah, it's just gritty as hell. <laughs> if you have clean water and, and a hot shower and you live in a corporate zone, yeah, that all looks nice. Yeah, you have a family, you have a dog, you have all that stuff, but you know what's going on at work. Right. You know what's – you know that you don't have a soul. That Arasaka owns you. Militech owns you.
0: Oh, and you're working for a company that's doing fucked up shit. That maybe morally you don't align with. You also know that like the supervisor one level down is gonna probably put a hit on you because he wants your fucking job. You know that there's like you know what I mean. Like it, there's always yeah. way more to it than just face value. But I think I I love the fact that it, it has such that dark feeling. That then you can have like a nomad pack really grip to that family vibe, which we know changed in in red because of the importance of the need for them with transportation and stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I that's one thing I love about an edge runner team. Okay. So like even if you're a nomad, a solo, or whatever you are in the team, I always liked that. You know, being a player, GM obviously creating the world, but as a player, I always liked getting into cyberpunk and feeling like, okay, I'm in night city. It's fucking cutthroat. Can't trust anyone. It's, it's crazy. But I at least have like my buddy, that's a techie, my buddy, that's a fixer, the exactly. solo dude. And like, okay, we're family now. Like we're, the only, we're the only people we can trust. Let's go make some money together and try to survive, you know? Like, yeah, like
1: <laughs> yeah. See, and you know what, that type I'm, I played exactly that way too. I've in ex, from experience, I've realized that to avoid all like that social awkwardness, where if we if our characters don't know each other, they're like, I, I'm a loner badass. I don't talk right. to anybody. It's like, well, if all five of you are loners and badasses, then we're not going to get anywhere. Right. So I always start with like, you guys at least are coworkers. You'll you respect each other. You know that you could get each other's back in a, in a fucked up situation, and that's more important in cyberpunk than maybe even having a friend. You know right. what I mean? Oh yeah. So so then. Throughout the campaign, these guys are just like ride or die for each other because they realize they can't trust anybody except each other. And then they get this like crazy bond where it's like it's us against the world. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's dope, dude.
0: That's what I always love doing on session zeros, you know, is like establishing that. Let everyone be alone or let everyone have their own life path. But then yeah. have that session zero where you can kind of bring it all together at least to a level that then you can start playing with knowing that that's the people you trust or that's your team that you work with, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but but I don't want to dive too much into that because, like I said, I do want to do uh, – you know, I've got a separate series thing I'm doing about campaign building and stuff. And I, and I want you back to talk about that stuff because I really yeah, love stick- the way you run games and stuff. I love playing your games. And I was going to bring that up because um, I love – Playing the 2020 red hybrid stuff that you were running for everybody to join in, and I know you were cycling in different players, and you're trying to fit that in your busy schedule. And now, like, fuck, dude, we're all doing red. I know you're, yeah. you're, you're hyper focused on that. I was, I was even thinking the other day because my wife was asking me. She's like, "Oh, Thursday's coming. Are you playing that other game?" And yeah. I was like, "No, I don't think I saw he posted. He had to postpone it." And I told her, I was like, and honestly, I think if he did, I might have to pass as much as I hate it because I want to play. I I don't want to confuse myself. I want to stick with red and just dive in and wait for that to come out and just make, you know what I mean? And like I had a hard time pulling back. I felt like I was going backwards if I was going to play with those rules or something. I don't know. How do you feel about that?
1: No, I feel the exact same way because you got to remember, I have four different rule sets in my mind. I have the Cyberpunk 2020 I have the red jumpstart kit, and oh, then yeah. I have my abomination, whatever the hell I made the up in my head. Combo. And then now I have like the actual legit cyberpunk <laughs> red rules in my head that I actually really like. Mm-hmm. And so it's getting really confusing for me to keep it on track. And to be honest with you, I'm, doing, I'm really busy, and I feel bad. I don't want to stop that cyberpunk on the spot game i don't think i ever will stop it i think it'll always be there and it'll always come back especially when red comes out i'll make it work you know what i mean totally so but for now it's it's it is a little bit tough to to balance it Hmm. and um but yeah i feel the exact same way i think people can
0: respect that though like you know as a player um you know when i was thinking that because of having red but if i was if i didn't I would totally fucking respect, like, if you you were to say that, you know, and be like, hey, guys, like, I'm really focused on Red because I've got the advanced copy, I'm streaming that with the wise guys, I'm making that content, it'll be out soon, and when it does, boom, we'll all jump to that and I'll be back. I think everyone will respect that because, obviously, everybody wants us all to move forward, and if anyone's like me or been watching what you do with making the content, doing the gameplay being just a nice dude I think everyone like I want the m- most success for you man like I, I think you yeah, deserve it you know? too
1: I want the same for all the creators that we're all that are working together you know yeah because like I said there's room for everybody and this is a growing community it's growing from positivity let's just keep it going you know what I mean Hell yeah but yeah I feel that I, I know exactly what you're saying about all that and honestly I start I became a GM because i wanted to play nobody wanted to run a game so i'm like all right the only way i'm going to play dnd or play cyberpunk or any of this stuff is if i legit just run a game yeah my first game of dnd 5e i was the game master i hadn't even played before oh wow i just knew the rule ro- and all my players were experienced they'd had like f- over five years of playing like dnd and stuff like that oh, shit. you know what i mean yeah, so yeah.
0: pressure. It was, huh?
1: it was a lot of pressure, <laughs> it was a lot of pressure, and there was a lot of like butting heads and stuff like that. Especially like if you take the control away from somebody, where they're like, "I know everything about this world. I don't like that you're changing it." Mm-hmm. And uh, and anyway, but it was a lot of lessons that I learned. And for a while, I was like upset that nobody wanted to run a game for me. But then I learned to like actually really love it and prefer it. In fact, I like being the GM more than being the player now. Nice. It's like a weird thing because the creating process is so fun for me. I'll sit down with a laptop and just start writing. Like as soon as I started, I just I just keep going. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, and, totally. And then I also saw in the community that there are so <laughs> many new people to the game. And if you're new to the game, you're not going to run a game. I'm right. I'm crazy. I did it, but not pe- people are not going to be like me. You know what I mean? And Most and I, people wanna play first.
0: Yeah, and when it comes to cyberpunk too, I think a lot of people are apprehensive to dive in because they're like, Well fuck, like I know like there are people doing twenty twenty still. We know that. But anybody new or wanting to get into it or right like now or current or even in the past handful of years, they're gonna be like, Well fuck, I guess I'll use the red jump start kit. And then yeah. they run those couple modules that are in it or whatever if they're into that, or they're like, uh, okay, now what? And it yeah. takes and it and it does take a special type of GM to just fucking create your own and, and to just put yourself out there and just do it, you know, and you do that. And I think like, there's just not a lot of people out there that are that confident or I don't want to say creative cause there are, there are creative, but it, there is something, it is a little, I don't know, weird when you don't have the core rule book or you don't, you know, you're not confident enough to like, fuck it, let me just homebrew. Let me combine this and this and that'll make sense with the jumpstart. Let's get into it. Let's play. We love Cyberpunk. We want to play. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing about it is I used to think that it was weird that people used modules and stuff like that. But then I actually read one for the first time and I realized like, dude, I'm so arrogant. Like, I could learn from these people that make a living out of writing these fucking adventures that people are playing. That I'm so arrogant to think that there's nothing for me <laughs> to learn from that, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're literally yeah. making thousands of dollars and a living, paying their mortgage by doing this, and I'm over here thinking I don't ever need any of that. <laughs> right, shit. Right. You know what I mean? So I finally like read a few of them, and it taught me how to be better at writing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's always a, an ex- a learning experience, and I think that also it's like the time factor and the effort. It's a lot of effort to write and stuff like that and like you said about the confidence if you don't feel confident about your creativity then you might just go like dude i'm just gonna run this adventure that's here it's here why not let me just do that right and you'll have you'll have a blast you'll add your little bit of creativity your own style to it the the chaos of your players will change it up a little bit you know so i think no matter what one of the biggest lessons i ever learned with gaming is that everybody plays their own way and you're nobody to tell them how to play or what to do whether they're power gamers or people that love role-playing over combat you know exactly the whole point is they're all just trying to have fun dude that's it
0: yeah exactly no i think that i did a whole video on that the number one rule for all gms and it's have fun you know no matter what type of gm or what type of game you like playing whether you're extra crunchy or loose or homebrew or murder hobo or you know role playing or whatever it really just comes down to are you and the players having fun because if you're not and you're stressing over it then it's not you're not doing it right <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like number 1 rule have fucking fun but um but let me dive into the chat here cuz i do see a lot of people chiming in and i just want to make sure that we don't awesome. miss anything cuz we're you know we're going live anybody that's listening to this on the podcast we did do uh, do this completely live on the mulligan live youtube channel um, so let me dive in here what's up chris bennett i see he's in there fellow
1: gm what's up everybody in chat thank you for joining us i really appreciate it yeah, so can i plug my uh podcast and stuff
0: oh most definitely i see tommy ninja in there
1: uh, that's oh probably- yeah that's patch job yeah the yeah cyberpunk on the spot game Sandra
0: Steven, my Florida family is there yeah go ahead plug plug your pages while I read through these and make sure there are any questions we miss let everybody know what where they can find all your all yeah your so uh
1: John John the wise on YouTube I mostly make cyberpunk content on YouTube you guys can check that out and we do actual plays as well cyberpunk red a lot of the stuff that Rob is doing and um I also have a podcast the tabletop cyberpunk podcast where I just ramble about cyberpunk once a week and it's just me by myself i'm probably gonna have a guest soon and rob you're gonna be a guest as well yeah. coming up soon so um yeah check that out if you like to listen to me ramble about cyberpunk okay. that's it that's social crazy. media and John John it. social media all that
0: hell yeah yeah and um somebody put in here you know what's the discord link we mentioned that earlier um if you go to any one of uh john's you know social media yeah. pages it's in the description go to his youtube john john the wise any yeah go to my videos, youtube
1: the first video any of the first videos you see there just look in the description and you'll see the youtube channel yeah or sorry the discord invite
0: and then i've got daniel here who plays uh, uh our net runner he played curly in the last game then when we got into red he's playing on rio um he was like yeah cyberpunk does deserve all the support when we were talking about that you know that so yeah i agree and the attention and he also said net running is great and it like you know what they did changing it you know
1: it's so fun and every time that we have a session that with the wise guys i always remember like i got to make something nice for our net runner i got to come up with something cool and fun that will challenge him and then i need to give him some cool rewards that will help everybody yeah and it'll make it makes the net runner feel like this support magician wizard yeah, techno technomancer guy <laughs> that just like manipulates the world and helps the players out it's really cool man. i
0: really like it i never used to like netrunners, and now i fucking do it's like one of yeah. my favorites now
1: <laughs> yeah because and when he fucks up like bad things happen to him like he, he couldn't get past the hellhound in one of our past ones and that thing kept chomping on him and he was taking 2d6 damage straight to his hp was
0: he catching on fire because of non-insulated wiring or
1: Oh, I think I forgot to do. See, that. See, I forgot that on the first one, and
0: <sighs> then and then I think it was even Daniel, my net runner, was the one that reminded me. But uh, or maybe something else. But he bought the insulated wire, and he's like, "Oh, so next time that won't happen." It won't happen. I was like, "Oh, damn it!" And I forgot, and you didn't have it, I and he know. took damage. <laughs> he should have caught on fire and had to use a meat space turn to put himself out in the deck. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> See all these cool new rules, man. Yeah, that yeah. we're not even remembering.
0: Yeah. No, it's like that though. Like, you know, I think when I was watching your stream, I commented on a couple of things. I was like, Oh wait, no, no, no. You do have stealth, And no, you, yeah, this yeah. you know, and like, I do the same thing. Like I'll, I'll be playing the game and then the next day I'll get messages or chat from a couple friends or even some of the players like, Oh, by the way, we did this wrong. Or, Hey, you, you did that. And I was like, Oh, you're fucking right. Yeah. yeah. But it's all coming together. It's a learning process and we're getting yeah, down to the new system. It's yeah. a
1: new game, you know, even though, you know, it's not a new game. It actually is a new game. The things are new. So yeah.
0: And then in the chat here, it looks like, um, yeah, Chris Chris was saying, uh, you know, wait, the starter kit is that different from Red. And then Daniel was letting him know the starter kit is different. Not crazy, but different enough that it's separate. separate. Yeah, totally I, think right.
1: I think they're very different in a lot of ways. Uh, the net running is very similar, but even then there's still a lot of things. If you're basing your understanding on Red on the jumpstart kit, you're missing like a lot of information. A whole lot, yeah. Yeah. The Jumpstart kit, think of it as like a board game. That's what I always tell people. It has its rules, there's like the the it has its pre-made characters, it has a pre-made adventure, and you just open the box, you play it, you put the box away, and that's it. Just like a board game. Yeah. But Cyberpunk Red is is totally different. This is like a blueprint to a world that you can create using their their rules and and their stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. It's so much more elaborate comparatively. And then, like you said, that's a great way to put it, is the starter kit definitely it's more like a board game. You know, it has its set things. It has its pre-made characters. Everything is just set within itself. And if you wanted to use that to do open-world stuff, you'll have to do like what john was doing what i was doing which is combining shit from 2020 into the red jumpstart and then homebrewing stuff to make it work Yeah, yeah see, but like i can assure you red is a hundred percent you're not going to need any of that shit it has no. everything you need and you're going to love it yeah <laughs> you
1: don't need anything from 2020 you can like move a few there's like uh the 2020 um race bart mouses guide to the net no not the other one brainware blowout it has custom rules on creating Custom programs for netrunners. And you can actually port that into red and like make it work if you wanted to. Because if but then again, we, we don't even know if that's probably in the core rule book well, or the, not.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's and that's the that's thing is, yeah, when I was talking to Jay in in, in that interview, that's one thing that I, I asked him about was, you know, the source book stuff, like just how 2020 was just so
1: yeah, but he source say, books he can't say you
0: know. No, 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 exactly. But what he did say was like, yes, we are working on the big black chrome, which is going to be even more than just items and their stats, but also how you source them and how how you have to do it because of the fact it's red. Not every you don't just go to a fucking store. Supplies are random, and you know, as you know, yeah. tra- transport is nomad driven. It's it's just a different world. But he did also say like they're you know working on. Uh, whatever the uh, uh, some other source books, anyone can review that video. I don't want to get too much on that tangent, but um, but there definitely is like red, is gonna have a shitload and as you see like even with what we have in the core rules there's parts where it's like oh see the night market section see this section page xxxx, yeah yeah, and it's like oh man i can't i can't wait (laughs)
1: there's stuff that we haven't seen yet and they still reserve the right to change a lot of things or add new things so we don't know what the final product's gonna be just i know from what i've seen and what rob's seen there's enough from that to play for years and years with your buddies Oh, like long yeah. campaigns with your buddies. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's fun, man.
0: No, I think, uh, I think we covered everything. I went through the chat, you know, it was just a a lot of, uh, you know, props for what you're doing and, and, you know, good message stuff. But I think I covered Thank most of guys. the questions that mattered. And, um, and yeah, I just, I, I want to use this time of the podcast, the stream or whatever to remind everybody to please give us some support You know, I always say subscribe to Mulligan Live on YouTube because I'm streaming two games weekly. Join the Cyberpunk Uncensored group on Facebook, the fan page, the Instagram. You know, check out the Cyberpunk Uncensored podcast. It's on like 25 plus sites now. Um, But aside from showing me support, I want everyone to make sure that they check out John John the Wise. Go hit him up on YouTube. Uh, Join that Discord group. It's it's. It's awesome. Player, GM, whatever you are, you're going to love it. Um, and just, you know, help support the community. I just, I, we do this because we're passionate about it. If you can't tell, we fucking love cyberpunk, but it is much more uh, validating and it feels so much better when you get support from the community and from other people that are just as passionate. So please, if you're feeling it, reach out to us, show us some love. We would really appreciate that. Um, is there any, anything else that we didn't cover? Or any last words, John?
1: no man i just love what you're doing i love your energy man and you've you're a great player in my cyberpunk on the spot game and uh it's been a pleasure to get to know you and i know we got more coming in the future it's going to be fun and i really appreciate everybody's support all the beautiful things you guys tell me the comments the stuff in chat and all that and uh i can't wait to do more man
0: hell yeah me too man um, so thanks for joining me in doing this. And I agree, like, you know, have you back. We'll do the, the campaign stuff and more. And then when you, you get yours going with guests, definitely I'm in. And uh, and when you start uh, running games again, uh, doing Red, and you do it more beyond just the wise guys, uh, count me in. I want to I wanna play again. I love your GM style and want to get down with that shit.
1: Oh, yeah, you always have a seat at my table, man. And there's a lot of cool people that I met through Cyberpunk on the spot and honestly every experience with with i was like i put it out there like hey anybody wants to join any experience i had was positive mm-hmm. and i can't wait to do it again you know
0: oh yeah all right awesome man thanks again everybody tuning in show us some love thanks for watching and giving us the support and uh, we'll see you next time take care all right